Hello, my pleasure seekers, and welcome to today's episode. Now, I'm pretty nervous for this one. I am aware this is episode 33, and last night, episode 33 was due to go live. I had a great guest, everything was organized, everything was planned, scheduled, edited, ready to go, ready for you guys to listen to. And I thought to myself, I turn 33 next month, and I haven't really been honest with the show, the background, where it's mainly been cultivated over the last six months, and the backgrounds. For anyone watching video right now, you can see, and here is squeaky off a chair, but a single bed. This is my childhood bedroom. It might not look so childish now, but it pretty much is the main crux of where I grew up and I think it's time to be honest I'm scared fucking scared I'm pretty nervous for this interview with myself (laughs) I've always realized that my solo episodes have actually been some of the highest rated listened to ones and that makes me quite nervous there's a big part of me that doesn't necessarily want to share a lot of my story or feels nervous or there's that level of insecurity which I guess ironically is why people listen and I know and I always say like a big part of my mission in this life is to show the people that they can use their voices in the most vulnerable parts of their lives and the ripple effects that, that has on their life so today's a solo app sharing how I've ended up back at my parents house six months ago the things I've learned the things I'd love to be able to share now that hopefully will prevent people from potentially making those mistakes themselves or doing it, you know, and feeling they can resonate with this and that they in somewhat feel inspired, I guess, or know that they're not alone as well. I think particularly being back in the UK, about to turn 33, I've never really been someone that's been bothered by age. I've been very blessed. My mom had me at 40. So I was her first child and there was no IVF. So I've kind of been brought up in that environment where age isn't really a thing. Of course, biologically as a woman that does play a part, but for everything else, you can do it, you can have it. And so I really do bless. I'm very grateful for that part of my childhood and that belief that's been installed in me very early on. However, now that I'm back in the UK, catching all good friends, spending time with people that I love, I'm noticing obviously there's been a lot of change in the pandemic where people have got married, they've had kids and they're in these like beautiful relationships and happy in some form. And there has been that pressure on me where I've been like, fuck, I'm 32, single, back at my parents' house. Do I feel that pressure? A hundred percent I do. However, I know for me, when I turned a certain age, I don't know, I'll share this. So I always thought by 26, I'd have four kids. I've always wanted a big family. I'd have the white picket fence. I'd have the cars. I'd have everything. And don't get me wrong. I still want the nice cars. I still know I will have those things, the beautiful home and the beautiful family. But I know I want to do it with someone that I really want to do that with. And I got to an age at 27 at the time where I was like, 
this isn't my person. We mutually both agreed and walked away and that relationship ended. And that was pretty much like a big crux and a big like direction into something new. And walking away from that was a very brave thing to do. And I fully still feel proud of myself for doing that. But I didn't expect to be at 32 living at my parents' house. I've lost all my money. I'm going to put that out there. Fucking terrifies me to just say that out loud. But from someone who was really financially independent from the age of 24 when I left uni, no student loan, got into sales quickly, was very successful in sales, have had somewhat deemed as a lavish lifestyle by people, and went on this tangent of spending loving it i still love money i can't wait to be earning that type of money again i know i'll earn more because i've changed that whole belief system around earning money is a good thing the world's not going to roll over the world does revolve around money let's be honest that's a whole different conversation but i i was so shameful when it came to march and this is a very privileged situation to happen. I'm conscious I'm going on a tangent. But I got to March, I had a phone call with my parents. I was in Australia at the time. And my dad was like, do you need us to fly you home? And for someone that has a lot of pride in themselves, someone that has, and I feel emotional saying this and you can hear this in my voice, for someone that's been so self-sufficient for so long, I was like, yeah, I need to come home. And I came back to a very dreary, cold England. I haven't been in England for two and a half years. Back to my single bed with a case and half of stuff. Two failed businesses. A few failed relationships. Ended up being in a cult for a day. <laughs> oh my God, I'm laughing that I've just shared that. But that's what happened. I got into all these crazy things that were no way aligned with who I am. And I was running after this stupid thing. And I'm saying it out loud now of thinking that I was broken. No one's broken. You're not broken. I'm not broken. We're all who we're meant to be. Fuck this broken mentality. I had invested in all the courses. I was searching everything externally on all I needed now. And I'm so grateful because I've only realized this the last two months is connection, nature, of course, my basic human needs, I'm back to reapplying for nine to fives, I know that's not what I need to do. But I have to have the foundations in myself. And I was totally all over the place with the fairies, I still love being with the fairies, I still think it's great to daydream. But it's also have some grounding and some realization. And for anyone listening right now that is thinking, fuck this, I'm just going to quit my nine to five. I'm going to start a business, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do that. That didn't work for me. And that's why I want to share this. Because the realization is, yes, it's great to quit. I quit a lot of things that don't feel good, relationships, friendships, businesses, but I go all in and I try it. And now what I've learned is if you're quitting something, you got to have a plan and you got to have that the right support around you the right connections with yourself i think a lot of people are scared of that 
I've been running away from that up until I say July this year. And it took till me to get to a point where I owned a lot of, owed a lot of money to the government. I cleared all that debt in Australia. I canceled every course, every subscription, everything I had, and I went back to basics. And learning is a core value of mine. I never stop learning. I'm not saying that. But life is the initiation. And I know that probably sounds pretty corny, but learning what I've learned in the last year for me and my development and my life is detrimental to where I'm heading to. I can't build a business if my foundations aren't grounded, if my values aren't grounded, if my nervous system isn't grounded, and if I know who I am. And that is a big reason why I've been so consistent and persistent with this show for the last six months, because there's been days where I've woken up and I've been like, fuck, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to live anymore. And I've been like, no, because having a voice and using your voice and showing other people to talk in their love lives, their sex lives, their intimate lives, is how we reconnect to ourselves. You don't need to be having or dating numerous people, having sex with numerous people. In all honesty, for me, that is not what I want in my life. And I learned that the hard way. And the irony is, and the funny thing is, if I look back on the last six months, when this show went viral back in March, because I decided to do a solo episode on going to a swingers party, which was built from the biggest lack of self-worth ever. And this need for connection and this need for like wanting to be around people. And I had no idea the extent that that was going to be and that that my profile was going to be literally shoved out in the world at that extent. And it was coming from a really wounded part. And there's no disrespect against that part of me because I love her of wanting attention, wanting respect, wanting self-worth. And... I didn't realize I'd gone, I'd got to that extent at that space of time. And the story is quite funny. I basically attended a swingers party in Sydney my last weekend before I came back to the UK. Fucking hated it. You can check out the videos on YouTube. 15 minutes before the swingers party, 15 minutes after, I decided to do it sober. I'm, I love a drink, but I'm not a big drinker. If I want to have a red wine, I'll have a red wine. But I actually have more confidence sober. And so I, um, and I've always been like that. And so I, yeah, went to the swingers party, posted it online before and after because I, I was shocked. I was shocked in myself and I was shocked in this world that people were craving for this connection in like a different way. And there's no wrong or right for it. For me, fucking felt wrong, for me. And I wanted to portray this and I wanted to share this. And so posted it, um, flew back to the UK, kind of avoided it, but I promised myself to be consistent with the show because this is the one consistency I've had for five years in podcasting. And yes, I haven't consistently done it for five years. I've deleted episodes, I've deleted shows for other people, for dating, for all these things, which now I will never do again. But 
I had to learn that. Anyway, promised myself to consistently do this show, get onto YouTube, land in the UK, tiny town in the UK, average age here is about 55. Get to a cafe, find some free Wi-Fi, kind of a cool vibe-ish. Log on, it's probably like five degrees, it's fucking cold, I don't own any winter clothes. And I log on to my YouTube to upload the next podcast. And I'm like, oh, I don't really know what the analytics are, but I'm just kind of curious. I've never really been a numbers person for someone that's been in sales for 10 years. I understand numbers. I've never been good at maths, but I understand the basics. I know I need to get here and I can get here and I can make people feel more heard and listened, understood, and I can get to a certain target. That's what sales is all about. But I saw my stats and I think the first video was like 45,000 views and the second one was 50 at the time. So it hit 95,000 and I didn't know what to do. I literally looked at it and looked around me <laughs> and was like, fuck, this must be an issue. Like this must be an error. This must be a mistake. Like what, what is this? I looked around me and then there's all these old women and men having their like OAP cups of tea and like their morning coffee catch-ups with their grandchildren. And I was like, fuck me. <laughs> Here I am back in the UK with no money. I'm at my parents' house. I'm single. I'm probably against every societal norm right now. And I've posted two videos on swingers and swinging. What am I doing with my life? <laughs> so I was like, well, you've got to follow the breadcrumbs, right? You've got to follow the breadcrumbs. This is just like one of the only things that's doing well. I'm not going to chase the viral life. I'm not going to chase the analytics. I'm not going to chase the numbers. Luckily in sales, I learned that and that's not healthy. But what I am going to do is I'm going to continue following this intuition about using your voice and having people on the show that use their voice. But the importance that I've learned is that I haven't really given you guys a backstory of why this is being filmed most days with this background. And if you see me filming at the moment in another background it's because I'm probably dog sitting for free in London and I'm allowed to stay in their homes and I've had some beautiful homes that I'm in some amazing dogs I've manifested some incredible opportunities and some amazing people that I've met along the way and at 32 from society this looks like the biggest fucking failure it does right in the modern day world and there's still shame there. There's still real sadness in myself. But what I've learned is nothing stopping me. Nothing is stopping the show from growing, from helping, from continuing. Every day I sit down and I learn something new about how to create this media business, how to create this network, how to create this connection. And the self-belief that I have in myself is stronger more than ever. And no one or nothing is going to stop that. And what I would just like anyone out there to listen that is feeling really lonely, that is feeling like they want to do something and it makes no sense and they are putting like a financial value to it immediately or they think they need to have 
the perfect brand, the perfect persona, the perfect background, the perfect life, just go for it. Please just go for it. And I know soon this, the phase is gonna be over. I know I'm going back in Australia very soon. I'm gonna be able to go back and travel between the countries that I love, being back with some of the people that I love. But right now I'm at home, I'm in the UK, I'm with my parents. Yes, they trigger the hell out of me on a daily basis, but I am so grateful that they took me back in in March. They didn't have to do that. Fuck, they did not have to do that. And the connection that I've built with them and the time that I spend with them is priceless. Has taught me and reminded me of values of family that I had forgotten about. And when you move overseas, as a single person, you become that person that looks out solely for themselves you have to and to an element you become in survival and that isn't healthy for your long-term nervous system i'm feel blessed that when i go back overseas that whichever country that is and the countries that i have in mind while australia being the first one and then i know i will will head somewhere else but it's because i have my people there too and i have that grounding in myself And I feel so blessed to be around the people that I have in my life because everyone that has been there for me for the last six months, I owe them, well, I'll forever forever be there for them. And it's a very fortunate place to be. I feel very, very, very lucky. And I feel really like the world's in a place now where we think we need to do all this healing and all this investment and the irony is i have fucking tony robbins book for next week that i bought like four years ago me and a friend are trying to frantically sell those tickets and it's nothing to do with him as a person fuck you know what that man's created is incredible but in this personal growth world and development world there is somewhat for some people a belief of brokenness and they need to be fixed and you're never gonna be fixed because you're who you're meant to be Yes, of course, habits, discipline, being a better human every day or just doing your best every day, even if that means having a long lie-in, cancelling on a meeting, showing up for yourself, going to the park, playing with friends, taking your dog for a walk, enjoying a cup of coffee or a matcha on your own, like, that is who you are. And... I just want to share that with people because I know my podcast comes under the personal development, self-growth industry, and the show is built partly on that. But what I want to share is that the core value in that is to inspire you to keep being yourself and to keep asking for what you want and to keep getting what you need. And for the last four months, I the, the last four months, I've slowly begun to realize that what I needed was to be back at my parents' house in England, was to be cleaning up my financial stuff, was to be educating myself on the things that I know as a smart woman I need to brush up on. And for knowing what I'm good at and sticking to that and for being supported by the ones that can help me in other areas. And if that meant all day sitting there with a friend under a tree, sounds super hippie, but having a cup of coffee 
in my small town of Winchester, and that's what I needed. And if you're at a point in your life right now where you hate what you're doing, I read a stat the other day where it's like 86% of the UK, and I'm in the UK right now, obviously, this is why I'm saying the UK, but I'm aware this audience is global, and I love all of you, whatever country you're in right now. But as an example, 80% of UK people are unhappy and unfulfilled in their jobs. And a job is a very powerful thing to have. You are contributing to society in some way, you're earning money, you're giving yourself the resources that you need from a basic human need. So don't ever take that for granted. But if you can make a simple step to working out what you want to do, then start doing it and just try things, anything. And it doesn't need to be something that you think needs to generate revenue. It doesn't need to be some big guru online, someone that feels they need to save everyone. It's a hobby. Try something new, painting, I don't know, swimming, anything. Just try it because we are creative people. We are all so creative and we're born into this world being creative. And that is how it we create and cultivate ideas and connections and new tribes and meet new people and new lives. And if you feel like because you're a certain age, you can't do something, go surround yourself with people that are doing what the fuck they want to do. And they don't give a shit about age. And there's someone that I know is a great woman that I look up to. And it's a woman called Trini Woodall. And she's 59. And she's just created one of the most successful businesses in the world. She built her first business. And she was 54. Vera Wang, famous designer, started her business at 40. It doesn't need to be business related, by the way. It can be anything. But I think we need the world to understand that. And particularly in a privileged place in the world where you have the access to any resource, you can learn anything. If you don't fucking know it, you go and go out and get it for free. And that's when your life will change. And going back to the simplicities, if it means going back to your parents, if you're blessed to have that set up, do it. If it means reaching out to a friend and sleeping on their sofa, been there, do that. You know, and there's no harm in starting from scratch. It's fucking terrifying at times, but there's no shame in it because in the long run, it's going to pay off. So thank you for listening. Even if there's someone that's listened to this for like 30 seconds, has taken a slight snippet, a slight piece of inspiration or like an insight into what they want to do next or to know they're not alone, you know, if they're feeling burnt out, if they're feeling like they're on the wrong rat race, they're in the wrong place, stop, just stop. Don't maybe quit and go all in like I did. I don't know, you're you're master of your own life, but stop and know you can make a change and you can make the right changes no matter what commitments you have, whether you have kids, whether you're married, whether you have a mortgage, like whatever it is that you're tied to, you can always pivot and make changes. And they will take time, but no one is trapped in anything. As long as your survival your basics are covered, your home, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, for anyone that's listened to that or understand that, if not, give it a Google, your security, your values, as long as you align with those, or you don't even know them, fair enough, 
I realistically only found out mine about a year ago. You need a refresh in looking at them, then do that. Just stop because life is full of people that have mental illness and mental mental health. And if you look at a lot of it, it's because it's a misalignment and what you want to do and who you want to become. And there'll be far more millionaires, billionaires, or whatever term of success anyone sees out there. People stop and follow what's in their heart. So yeah, bit of a deep one, bit of a vulnerable one. I'm going to be very nervous to launch this. But for anyone that has felt some form of inspiration, a chance to redirect their lives, thank you for listening and please share it with anyone that you know is at a point in their lives where they're like shit I want to feel heard I want to feel seen I want to feel understood and thank you for listening and please share it with anyone out there and as always the loyalty in you guys as an audience always overwhelms me and fills me with so much joy and the show is done selfishly for me because I get free therapy basically every month and week But also, of course, it's done for you guys and for you guys to realize that by using your voice in the most scariest and intimidating ways with yourself and with your relationships, whether that's love, intimate friendships, that your life can unfold and change be so much better. So I love you. Enjoy today's episode and share it with anyone that you think will resonate. And as always, you're welcome to write me a review, whether that's spicy, vanilla, pistachio, whatever. You know, I love hearing your thoughts and opinions. And this show is about reaching out to more high profile people, spreading the word and expanding into the ears of people that need it. So thank you for listening. And I will see you all next week. Goodbye.